I was talking to a friend of mine, and uh, we were going talking all about Wichita and how it's not worth it to go down to Wichita. It's not worth it. Unless you have something to do, yeah. No, not really. No. Uh, the, you know, Kansas is an extremely boring state, but I think Wichita is the most, like, un-city city you can possibly have. Like, I never, I've never been to a city that has less stuff to do in it. It's kind of like a ghost town that made it, you know? Yeah. It's like, wait, why are we still here, guys? Why are we the largest city in the state of Kansas? Just to suffer. Yeah. But also, uh, do you want to make it out to Herman, Missouri at one point? Herman, Missouri? Yeah, the, the wine country of Missouri. Oh, the wine country. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, the Rolling Hills. Yeah, of Rolling Hills and uh, Yellow School Bus Wine Tours. Ooh. Where you get on a yellow school bus and you go around a bunch of wines and get uh, demolished in like central Missouri. Actually, it does sound kind of fun. Yeah. Not going to lie. Yeah. And I, I've also wanted to like go to the Ozarks and just get like absolutely just hammered on a boat. I've done that on a couple of river trips. Yeah. Just floating down the river, getting absolutely wasted. Well, that's different than going to the Ozarks because the Ozarks is you're a person you know has a speedboat in which they'll drive it at an insane speed while you are all drunk and the chances of dying on it in a jet ski accident in the ozarks is extremely high i was gonna say the chance of death just makes it more fun doesn't yeah. it yeah i want to feel i want to get smashed and then drive a jet ski a manager uh, at a job i had in college once referred to missouri as god's country god's and, country. and 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 i think getting drunk and driving a jet ski on a, a man-made lake until you end up dying or getting pulled over by Missouri State Trooper Boat Police is, like, the most God country thing you can do. God's country, more like the land that God forgot. Yeah. Guys, welcome back to Cleo Talk. Yeah, this, this is Cleo Talk. My name's Matt. I'm RC. And uh, we have some very interesting things to talk about today. Uh, some regional, uh, some very local to us in Kansas City, and some national. So, almost the closest you can get to breaking news with a pre-recorded uh, podcast, weekly <laughs> podcast. Yeah. So, breaking news for probably you if you aren't a uh, frequent browser of like Kansas news sources, Kansas politics, Kansas politics. There is a small town uh, just outside of Wichita, Kansas. We were just talking about Wichita, Kansas. We were called Goddard. Now, Goddard is your regular small American town, uh, but it had a mayor a couple of years ago who got into trouble with the law because of counterfeit zoo tickets. That was Jamie Bluebaugh, allegedly counterfeiting tickets. Allegedly counterfeiting tickets to the Sedgwick County Zoo. Yeah. <laughs> in, in 2020 he had to resign and in his place came the basis of our story for tonight which is the life and times of hunter larkin who became mayor in august of 2020 now hunter larkin is currently 23 years old yes at the time he would be 21 years old he yes he does accounting and human resources for a uh, 
fiberglass and oil fabrication company. Well, according to his website, yeah. According according to his website. Oil and gas and real estate. Yes. Uh, he is for Kansas. He is obviously a, a Republican. Uh, and you can go ahead and look up Hunter Larkin, Goddard, Kansas, and you oh can God. see what this man looks like. Um, he looks very young. Uh, also, it has uh, some items. Kind of like a young Mike Pence. Kind of. He's got the white hair yeah. at age 21. It's not like, I, I guess it's blonde, but it's yeah. like white, platinum blonde. He paid for one photo op that he uses everywhere. <laughs> like most politic, uh, politicians. Uh, and scroll up real quick on this. Uh, 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 back down. Uh, we're looking at his website right now. And uh, what he wants to do for Kansas is improve education, lower taxes, limit government, defend the Second Amendment, protect health care, and protect the unborn. And then yes. keep on scrolling down. In uh, he is trying to keep critical race theory out of schools. That's important. Yeah. We, we, we will we will probably talk about that later, but uh, keep that in mind for the type of uh, development of the uh, psychoness of these people, whether it's as mayor or governor. Um, but an issue that Hunter Larkin has is proofreading his website proofreading his website right there that as your next representative i can promise you that i will fight for just that what <laughs> he lists like 10 things and he's like i'm gonna fight for that like which one of those yeah and um <sighs> if you do ever go to this website do not look at his contact information yeah don't D don't look at his contact information do not um but an issue that Hunter Larkin has is, as mayor of Goddard, he got popped for, wait, does he have, oh, those are limits. Uh, he got popped for a DUI. What was that? Do you have the date on that? Him getting popped for a DUI? Uh, yes, I do, in fact. It is, I did. It's right here. It was, oh, 1.26 a.m. on Saturday and then the date is missing <laughs> on Saturday of, good Lord, probably 2021, yeah. November 26, 2021. Sometime in November of 2021. Yes. So he got arrested for a DUI at 126 in the morning. No charges have been pressed yet. No charges have been pressed yet. Uh, but he did have to uh, resign as mayor of Goddard, Kansas. But he stayed on the the city council. Yeah. And remember, he was mayor by appointment. Yes. He wasn't elected. I don't think he was elected to council either. He was appointed to both of those roles. Yeah. Somehow. So I guess he knew somebody. So he had to resign, unfortunately. But and, he stayed on as council member. And there is a council member who took his place as mayor who had been on the city council for about as long as Hunter has been alive. Mm -hmm. And, uh... Yeah, Zimmerman. Zimmerman. Uh, but just recently, within the past week, six days ago, six I think. Days well, ago. okay, six days ago, as of one twenty-five when we recorded this, yeah, Hunter facilitated a small-town palace coup. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he convinced some city council members to uh, appoint him, fire the mayor, appoint him mayor. Uh, Zimmerman then resigns as mayor. Hunter Larkin then takes back over as mayor of Goddard, Kansas, and then fires a uh, well-respected and long-term city employee. And this is 
the guy, so the guy Zimmerman resigns in protest, and then they have a guy waiting there in the audience who they then appoint to Zimmerman's role as council member. So now there's the two of them, and they they, they get a third seat. So the entire council is now filled with them. Yeah. Oh, and then uh, in the actual interview with the local uh, Wichita media, uh, yeah. Hunter Larkin says that this is a good thing. Yeah, it's a good it, as if he wouldn't say he's a good thing when well, he, he facilitates said, a coup. No, no. See, this is about accountability and transparency, two things that are major issues he's going to bring to the table. Okay. Yeah. More Lord, accountability and uh, transparency. Yes. Okay. Uh, okay. Like transparently grabbing power from the elected or officials. accountably being appointed to all your positions, never actually being elected to anything. Yeah. In fact, actually, he did run for the House of Representatives in 2020, and I believe in 2022. And you want to know the results of that? What was the results? Uh, he lost by a lot. He didn't even win the primary. <laughs> yeah, he, he lost. Jesus. I don't think he's ever won an election except for the one where he uh, where allegedly rigged the vote of two people voting for him. Yeah, uh, where you can obviously see like him sitting on the side staring them down. Yeah, yeah. When... Okay, so there's a video that we're obviously not going to play because this is an audio format, but you can hear the lady making the motion to appoint Hunter as mayor, and she's like, uh, I think uh, my candidate for mayor would be uh, Hunt- Hunter Larkin. I-, I think he'd do a good job. Uh, and it's like, can you get what, it out a bit easier? Are you, are you nervous what, what, or something? What, what control does a 23-year-old man have over a, like an entire small town? It, it, it's just like incredible where it's like this. How does he? The lady who appointed him is like in her 40s. He, he, like, he, like he's got these people who are like in their 40s and 50s who are like school teachers and stuff he, just doing stuff. He for replaced him. a man who had been on city council longer than he was alive. Yeah, 23 years. Larry Zimmerman established in the community, won his mayoral election, and then some like kid replaces him. It's bizarre. It's the most bizarre thing ever. How, how does he know all these people? How did he get all these people to do this? Like, and the other thing that even the Kansas media sources are uh, saying is, what is the goal? Like, what is the plan here? Because you now have full control of the council and the mayoral office of of, of a town that, like, in the grand scheme of things, about five thousand six hundred people, I think. Yeah, doesn't like yeah. You have power of the town, but in complete retrospect, in a town just outside of Kansas's largest city, in a state of around two million people, in the second largest county. Yeah. So you're a small town in a county of like four hundred thousand people. You're you're doing a lot, and you're establishing a pretty like iffy reputation for what is honestly a minuscule amount of power. Well. And how does that look on your resume, right? And, and that's and that's the goal here is just to be, I don't know, an intern or run for state house or anything like that. Or, and that's the goal is just wider office. How how's that going to look on your resume when it's like, oh yeah, I'm the kid that when you Google my name, it comes up with the coup I executed. Well, well, there isn't actually a lot of information about this because you know a lot of people don't really care about small town Kansas politics. But this is like concerning. This can create. A pretty bad well, situation. I was going through because you got to. I mean, you think right here. It's yeah. like okay, it's like a coup, right? That those are bad. I was going through the city charter and like the Kansas Constitution, all that stuff. Nothing's illegal. I mean, everything they did is allowed. They they technically had a majority because 
I believe the two counts members that he had with him making three. So basically it's, he had two guys on the council and himself. The mayor was the fourth one. And then the fifth one was just some guy, I think. So they had three out of five. You just need a base majority. And then with Zimmerman gone, they had their fourth. So they have like a super majority now. And I guess they have a majority of the votes in the election, even though Hunter was appointed. So I, I, I guess you're allowed to do it. But it's just one of those things where it's like it I mean, probably shouldn't be legal. There's a lot of things you're allowed to do that don't look good. Yeah. And this doesn't look good. Like apparently you're allowed to allegedly drive under the influence and not be arrested. But yeah. it doesn't mean it looks good. Uh, also, as a statement right now... Uh, all of these are uh, alleged and personal opinions and uh, First Amendment hunter. In Minecraft, everything we're describing happened in Minecraft. Yeah. Not in real life. Yeah. No, uh, definitely do not want to be sued by a uh, 23-year-old uh, like bleach blonde Patrick Bateman <laughs> in a rural town. Get sued by a 23-year-old. Okay. Yeah. I, no, honestly, I kind of want to. I think it would be funny. Yeah, it, it would be a. Oh, well, you're defaming me by your podcast that nobody listens <laughs> to. It's like defamation of character, my guy. This is all publicly reported information. Yeah, this took like ten minutes googling, and uh, we have found a lot of stuff. And Hunter, if you ever hear about this, really, like, maybe look at the bottom of your campaign website. Yeah, Hunter, when you're gonna execute a coup, maybe update your website first so that it doesn't have. <laughs> publicly available information on it um i would also like to say hunter if you're listening to this because we're going to title it your name so that when you google it it pops up uh can you put your college or something like did you go to high school well i mean you probably have any education you, you, at all? you probably went to high school but you are also like from what we've seen source wise uh claiming to do both uh human resources and accounting which i think both need like mathematics or, or like you know a, a collegiate level of training to do that and maybe you should uh not be doing accounting for a what is it a fiberglass pipe manufacturer for the oil industry if you aren't trained or like a cpa or anything like that i mean can you even be like a accountant for a business if you don't have a cpa apparently apparently <laughs> apparently also, you should have, like, human resources training. Citizens from all over Kansas are impacted in very real ways, and uh, you are dedicated to standing up for people just like you. My time is accomplished as mayor of the city of Goddard to show that I can do just that. You were mayor for, like, less than a year, and then you got a DUI. They talk about out-of-control government. <laughs> it, it is out-of-control government. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Sorry, the website is just very poorly written. <laughs> I think that, Hunter, if you're listening, either fire your website maker or, like, have somebody else look at it first, okay? I'm sorry. It's not very well written. I think it's funny. Like, wh where's the one I'm thinking of? It's, uh... Oh, shoot, where was it? It was voting? Voting. I don't know. It was one that was, uh... Not very well. Oh, no, it was an about? Okay, okay. I'm gonna get this one for you guys. This is the uh, good, good content. Uh, Hunter, in his accomplishments, he has two, three, four, five things listed. 
So these are the accomplishments. These are the ones, the money makers, right? These are the ones you put on your website so the people listening to this podcast who don't know who he is, nobody's about it. Okay? Uh, and the picture next to it looks like he's shaking hands with a chief of police of a town, probably Goddard. Yeah, it is Goddard. It's it, for 31 years of service. I uh, zoomed in on the image. Okay. So is that chief of police or is that... Um, uh, I think that's just... Yeah, police chief, yeah. Okay, yeah. So uh, that's... Yeah, you have a picture of... You shaking hands with Chief of Police of Goddard, Kansas, giving him a plaque for 31 years of service, and then next to it is your five major accomplishments, which RC okay. will read aloud. So this is the important ones, the ones you want to be known for. Well, number one, lowered water and sewer rates for the people of Goddard. It's good. Uh, commendable. Some money. Yeah, good, good. All right, number two, increased more sales in the city than ever before. Sales of what? Don't know what that means. Increased more sales. What 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 sales? Sales of I, I don't know. Sales of real estate. It, are, are there more people like selling? And they increased more of them. Are there more people selling like dime bags on the corner of the streets of Goddard? Maybe I mean, <laughs> but they increased more of them. That's yeah. important. M- more sales. Started six new residential developments. I, I how, how does the mayor start residential development? Unless that's the real estate thing. Unless I mean, but it, is why he would actually you... a real estate developer? Is he a real? Est- I don't know if he's a real estate developer. It seems like kind of conflict of interest. I say because the ethics board of uh, Kansas says that you shouldn't be a business owner and also a mayor. Yeah, probably not. I mean, that is in the uh, the Goddard, Kansas City Charter that you're not supposed to be a business owner and on the council. Well, so if you are a real estate developer, uh, your own ethics board does say that you have to resign. Uh, unless you are technically not the owner of, but also... Uh, I mean, because you technically are an employee uh, or probably are an employee of the business uh, that we found that you're on the website of. Uh, yeah. which, Publicly available. Which is cool. Fully pro being gainfully employed, especially in the state of Kansas, which is known for a lot of having a lot of really low paying or un- no paying at all positions. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you are actually a business owner, like a real estate agent who is your own agent, not for like an agency or a developer, that's concerning. Conflict of interest. Uh, unless these started new uh, six new residential developments, is you sign the piece of paper for the permit for it, like a zoning what, thing, maybe? like a zoning thing, or well, like, even then, that's not the mayor's job. That's the city commissioner's job because I read the city charter, and the mayor is basically just a face. The city council, the what is it? The city commissioner, the the C- city manager, manager. Yeah, city that's manager. what I was looking for. They're the ones who actually do all the zoning but, stuff and all the actual like developments. But stuff. isn't that uh, I isn't that the person they fired? Yes, it is. Oh, the un- quote unquote unelected official, which is you know, Hunter, you might want to think about that kind of framing before you know you were appointed to the position yourself twice, you weren't elected. <laughs> so, quote unquote, unelected officials, come on. Also, I mean. Why would you fire someone who probably is an extremely skilled uh, city manager or administrator in some way, shape, or form who probably has a lot of training and experience doing this, especially Here. when you don't have a lot of training or experience doing this? Oh, yes. Hello. I'm the mayor. Uh, Mr. City Manager, will you please demolish this preschool so I can build a building? No. Oh. Why didn't you say yes? Okay. Well, you're fired. Got to get someone who will say yes to that. Yeah, I that's mean, why. Okay, but like six new re- or are, are you like 
and six are, whole new. Are, 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 are you a secret socialist and you built six like commie blocks in Goddard? That would be honestly and, and, that would be kind of based. Yeah, it, if you're running six new like socialized housing things that the city of so, Goddard owns, that's like ten people. Unless it's like <laughs> the developments. Unless you mean like neighborhoods. I mean, he probably means neighborhoods. That would make more sense. Yeah, it, yeah, building like a new neighborhood in Goddard, but also like Wichita. I'm not sure which is growing or not, but God is close enough to be a suburb. It's and Goddard is basically a suburb. And it's Goddard, Derby, Park City, all those are basically suburbs at this point. Okay, well, I mean, as a person who grew up in a Kansas suburb that grew in strength, new neighborhoods pop up all the time. Mm-hmm. It's really, I don't think you really need to like, encourage it. You just need to have like cheap enough land that someone sees the dollar signs. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but moving moving on, uh, before we get too distracted, number four is restructured a more transparent and honest government. Did he? Well, he did just restructure it six days ago. Yeah, and... He, <laughs> I, I will note, I will note. <laughs> he never said he made it more transparent and honest. He just said he restructured it. <laughs> Which is true. I mean, he did. <laughs> Uh, oh, and no. Number five is invested in infrastructure for more commercial development. I, I, I'm guessing probably built a road, or maybe built a road, maybe a bridge or something, or something related to uh, water or sewer. A bridge. It's Kansas. A bridge over what? I don't know, like, <laughs> like like a creek or like a bridge in the middle of nowhere. Maybe you built like a like a. I don't know. Oh, we have the map. Um, yeah, we do have the map. No, I mean, there's no water. It's just Goddard. Yeah, all right. It's just Goddard. Wait a second. They have their own uh, wildlife park. Uh, I mean, no, you, a lot of hubbubaloo for a place that's gonna like be incorporated into the city of Wichita in like five years. Yeah, I mean, they do have their own Walmart. They do have a Walmart, and I bet that Brahms is really efficient. And for those who don't know, Brahms is a uh, regional burger chain restaurant based at and a grocery store and a grocery store based out of oklahoma which uh leaks up into uh southern kansas have they got a genesis health there so it is a town it has a walmart and a mcdonald's yeah it is a town does qualify yeah my lord well okay yeah so that's that's hunter larkin uh, yeah, a, I don't a, even know what you say. A, a man who facilitated a palace coup in a uh, butler building in Goddard, Kansas, who probably will end up being a uh, like Kansas like federal congressman in Hunt- like the next like twenty five years. Because- Hunter, if you if you listen to this, and I bet if you're willing to pull off a coup, I bet you will at least see this podcast because you're probably search your own name. Yeah, uh, email us or like. Go on our Twitter, okay? We got all those, like, linked. Uh, I want to know what your plans are for the next five years, okay? Like, where do you go from here? You've done a coup for of a small town. You kind of shot your shot probably a bit too early, a bit too small scale. Yeah. But you got away with it for now. I'm just curious, like, what, do you, what is your... Are you going to run for House Representatives again? Like... Where do you, where do you go from I mean, here? It, if you're a fast representative, I'm I'll root I'm rooting for you, Hunter. Yeah, like, I mean you got this. You, you like as a young person to another young person, I think we need more young people in the state house. Granted, yes. I prefer if you don't do a coup, but yeah, I think. I think is he a zoomer? 
What is he like solidly in that Zoomer demographic? I, I believe I believe he is a Zoomer. Yes. Yeah, we need more Zoomer representation. Uh, maybe you need to like readdress some of your politics, personally, from the standpoint of this podcast, but also because uh, there are some things that I am concerned with. But I I like the cut of your jib when it comes to pulling off small town coups. <laughs> Pull yourself up by your bootstraps, you know. Yeah. Maybe you can make daughter great again and then we'll all vote for you for governor or something i don't know i, I don't know uh I don't but know. let you know like it but hunter uh stop 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 doing coups yeah i mean it's easier to win elections to have a career yeah so anyway uh a gear shift i want to make is back to kansas city uh real quick um what do you think about a downtown royals ballpark um, depends on how it's executed, yeah. but I think it's cool. I th- I like the idea. Yeah. I just I know Kansas City, and I know uh, execution is not necessarily. Will the Will it be circled entirely in parking lots? I have we ever had a stadium that hasn't been? <laughs> yeah, municipal stadium. Municipal stadium. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I don't think municipal stadium had parking lots around it, but well, also like. That was torn down in what, like the fifties, probably. Yeah, it seems like a good model to base it off of, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So my open letter to the Kansas City Royals uh, in this podcast is: uh, How about you think about redeveloping some of the land around, uh, you know, Eighteenth uh, and Vine? Yeah. Uh, there's already an MLB Youth Academy uh, for urban youth going on around there. Uh, there is a you know a baseball museum. There's a jazz museum. There is some memorials to Buck O'Neill, and it's really close by to the old Municipal Stadium. You can build a pretty good district that would also result in increasing the value of the east side of Kansas City, which needs help because obviously, if you look at development of Kansas City, uh, the east side is been neglected also kind of makes more sense for streetcar east west line because you already have the one that is theoretically going to go to arrowhead yeah so you can then get the northern one right there next to yeah where and build it and in the spot uh or zoom in real quick on google maps we're looking at google maps real quick uh go down uh if you build it around like you know 22nd and and the paseo uh that's almost a direct line that you can go straight from union station to the location which is currently you know the main the end of our current streetcar system basically ends at union station so you can have something that breaks off real quick goes goes to crown center which is the headquarter of the hallmark uh corporation and uh goes over crosses 71 highway and goes right over to you know a place that could be you know have a nice baseball complex in it yeah I think the only problem with that would be the arguments of like gentrification or something. Here is the thing that I would like to propose that the state or that the city of Kansas City mandates for the new Royal Stadium. They obviously want to build a complex, like an entire district. That's what mm-hmm. they want to do. Yeah, I've seen that, especially with the weed legal. No, that was a different thing. Uh, the, the weed legalization is going to create that open smoking river yeah, yeah, area. That was a different, thing, which yeah. also rocks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> good, good going. Uh, Kansas City going to have like the first like. Was that op- by the river market? Yeah, it, it's yeah. going to be like the first like open air like 
smoking area smoking pavilion yeah. yeah smoking pavilion which can have concerts and probably like i'll have a bunch of weed stores in it which is sick um the thing i propose to combat displacement due to gentrification is because you're building this district for every housing unit you knock down you have to replace with two housing units that are equal to or more in the amount of bedrooms available they have to be low income and you have to accept section eight for them. Do you think we'll ever get like rent controlled apartments and stuff here? There are rent controlled. Uh, well, not rent controlled, but there are like income restricted. Apartments. That's what I mean. It's like that stuff they have up in like New York. Yeah. No, they're, they're, hey, we're going to build a giant baseball stadium, but it's not going to make the people who traditionally live in this area be suddenly priced out of the market. Yeah. I mean, there are some apartment complexes in Kansas city where there is an income limit. I just think that, uh, it would be really beneficial. Wait, is that the? Wait, that's the Belfonte. I didn't know they were headquartered in Kansas City. Yeah, Belfonte ice cream. Yeah. Oh my god, I didn't know that. That's cool. That's another thing. Yeah, It'll be right next to it. Um. So, that is my open uh, thing to the uh, baseball team. Is do that. Because John Sherman, get this guy. On the line. He's got ideas. John Sherman, listen to our podcast. <laughs> John Sherman. <laughs> email this to John Sherman so he can tune in. All right. Now, uh, we heard about Hunter Larkins uh, trying to destroy critical race theory from schools. Uh, critical race theory is a myth. Uh, that's stupid. And your education uh, system should probably talk about race because that's an extremely crucial part of American in America of American yeah American history is did definitely talk no, about race. I don't think so uh, but you know there's one governor who thinks that that's not the case which is Florida governor Ron DeSantis uh, remove the advanced placement course covering African-American studies um, and this news is uh, because the college uh, board announced that they would reverse the course uh, Ron DeSantis uh, decided that he will also uh, remove African-American studies. So wait, this isn't even about like a regular class. It's for an AP class? Yeah. Uh, okay. I, but, mean, I mean, it's not like they're forcing everybody to take that. I didn't take any AP classes. But I think, well, AP classes, I think... It, I think we should encourage what well, like I last it was said we should encourage history education if you're willing yeah. to take an AP class for history. I, I don't know why I didn't take AP US history, yeah. but yeah, I mean I, I think the yeah, the option should be there if you yeah. want it. Yeah, and if you want to do it and you actually have a peaked interest in learning history, you should have the ability to do so in your K through 12 education. Uh and that is now removed from people who are interested in learning about uh you know, African-American studies in an AP course in your high school. But there are some students that are uh, not taking it lying down. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, they're, they're going to sue. That's good. They're yeah. going to sue. Which, how do you feel about that? I mean, I feel like whenever they say they're going to sue, it's more like, the parents or a law firm is going to sue because I don't think three high school students have the ability to sue. But that's kind of like gnashing teeth about that. That's not really relevant. I mean, that's good. I think you should have, as much as you say parents should have control over their child's education, I think that the students should also get a say in their education. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think that the parents should be able to override, like, 
everything because a lot of people are really stupid. Um, <clears throat> and I think students should be able to say, hey, I'd like to learn more about that because that's kind of the whole point yeah. of it's, education. And the allowing parents to control that kind of stuff is what's going to, you know, can like obviously parents have the usually have the best interest of the kids in mind but if you're not willing to allow your kid to challenge the ideas you have and develop and grow to be their own person you're just going to restrict a school and basically harass teachers and school districts into basically doing exactly what you say that's you end up with bookshelves covered or people ranting about critical race theory or you know an ap african-american history class being removed from florida schools and I just think that students should have more input. Now, granted, if your input is we should not do homework, that well, okay. There's arguments you can make for that, right? There's there's a, the correct way to argue these things, but then there's the incorrect way to argue, which is you can say like you know students should have a time to relax and they shouldn't be stressed out about school at home. You know, there should be an on and off. Yeah, that that's a proper way to make that argument, right? At least I think so. But then, like, yeah, like you're saying, just boiling it down to, oh, we shouldn't do homework because I don't like it. It's stupid. Like this, you could potentially criticize the curriculum of this. Like, hey, I think we should focus on this and this more. That's a good way of saying it. But just saying, no, we shouldn't teach like African American studies at all. It's like, well, that's kind of just. It's not really helpful. It's reductive. I mean, yeah. it's just kind of. And these are things that need to be taught in school. And, you know, that's one thing that, like, I thought, you know, like, hey, the 1619 project was a good thing. But then when the 1776 project came along, it's just like, okay, well, yeah, the story of the American Revolution has a time and a place, but doing it as a direct reaction does not help your case. It, 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 it you, you need to, these things are simultaneous historical events and you can't wage war against, you know, African-American history by teaching a more patriotic version of American history. Well, it's like you've always got to, whenever you're doing stuff like this, you've always got to take a step back and be like, what is, what is the point of this? Like, is the point, like I'm doing the 1776 project, is my point, is my aim in this to actually advance people's education and understanding or is it to... Well, they have their own like 1619 project, which presents an interesting and unique way of viewing American history. And I'm just going to make my own because I feel like I have to. You know, you've always got to make sure from a historical education perspective that you have a point in doing what you're doing. And you're not just doing it because, you, you know, you got to let the uh, process find your conclusion, not just jump to a conclusion and find a justification for it. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's that's the... Well, that's always an issue for a lot of people is you come up with your, it's kind of like a scientific method where you come up with like, you know, the solution you want, but, you know, history is something that you, you is based in what sources you can find in the past and you can, it's really hard to manipulate what that is to push an agenda without lying or really curating and cutting the full existence well and that's that's what um i think i've talked about before but just talking about history as a science is it almost a lot of people have like a kind of pop 
understand like pop history understanding of things words and steel yeah gundrums and steel just kind of like like when i go to half price books and you see a uh like hitler's secret like agents or like wives or whatever where it's like okay yeah i mean it's it's probably true but it's just like a pop but uh that that those exist to sell books it's the ones that are really dry where it's just like i'm trying to tell like a really comprehensive experience it's like you you know you kind of have to apply the scientific method and do research and just look up stuff and then let the conclusion draw itself instead of coming into it like with preconceived notions about what you want to find you know because it's really easy to put the blinders on and just like you you know like physicists used to do with like relativity where it's like no i i have this preconceived notion of how things work and I'm not going to allow myself to accept any new evidence to the contrary of what I personally believe. Yeah. And, I mean, it's just... I don't know. I just... The current concept and the battle for history is just annoying. Because it's it, really annoying. It, it, it seems like it's one of those things where it appeared within the past few years and now everyone is an expert and it takes people who actually know a little bit about the un, like the actual like doing of history to know that no one really is an expert unless you are you know you have a doctor in your name and you're doing actual legitimate research well it's like it's so easy to gain a basic understanding like like to read a wikipedia article right and yeah. you have like a very base level understanding but then when you like like a conspiracy theory right where it's yeah. like really simple it makes sense that's the whole point of it is it's a simple explanation but then when you ask someone for a more complicated explanation and they give it to you and then you're like well that's really complicated but this one you know i i don't understand what you're saying but this makes sense to me even though it's incorrect yeah and it's it's just been getting i don't know what it is but it's just been getting hard to kind of combat that as much and people don't think of like the people that you read about or watch documentary or look at a Wikipedia article about are people and they are multifaceted just as much as the way that you think about, you know, and have your own emotions and feelings and the way you act and like their bones ache and things happen. Uh, Mistakes are made, but also like, there are people who have bad intentions just as much as mm-hmm. today. There's probably someone who murdered someone in for some sort of reason, just as much as there's always a bad person out there as well. Uh, you gotta, you can't create a myth of someone else who was a human. That's not good. That's not a good way to look at things. And that's something that I think that a lot of, uh, in the modern day, a lot of these, uh, african-american courses in the 1619 project and in general the idea of uh new wave i don't want to call it revisionist story is revisionist history but the understanding that you know like thomas jefferson and george washington were you know human slave owners is something that some people refuse to really address or think of them as like you know they think of them as icons not as people well, and yeah, that's kind of one of the difficulties in history just in general as well as just piecing together a person's life through incomplete like pictures. Yeah. Like 
you know, you have Thomas Jefferson's journals, right? But those are his journals that he wrote. Yeah. You know, and if he knew they were going to be read, well, okay, he's probably going to leave a lot of stuff out. So as always, you have an incomplete picture. And that's why I, yeah, I do think a lot of these newer types of writings where they try to kind of come at it from like a human perspective of, okay, well, here's the picture. Here's what he did. But like empathetically, like, how do you think, you know, how would you react? Yeah. You know, he's a different person than you, but it's like, you know, what, what do you think? But you, you also know? have to, it's a thin line to walk. You also have to do it without psychoanalyzing every single person. Yeah. 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 Because again, incomplete picture. Yeah. So you also don't know everything he believed. You don't know. Like, I don't know. You, you probably don't even know what his favorite food is. No. Him being whoever. I'm, I'm not like trying to talk and, about one specific person. And these are the things that you need to, it isn't a in the modern narrative reading a book or, you know, uh, just like a pop history book or, uh, you know, uh, getting mad about statues or something like that. It's a more multifaceted thought that really is never addressed because that's hard to address. Mm. Yeah. Because it is just hard when you're like national ethos and like character is structured around people who unfortunately were people and yeah. grew up in a time and made decisions that led to them being very flawed people. Yeah. And it's hard for a country to reconcile with all the people that like buildings are named after and stuff. Yeah. Might not have been paragons of virtue, you know? Yeah. But a good way to both reconcile with that and learn about your own past, especially if you are a historically repressed person, is have you know, the ability to take an AP class on African-American history. Mm -hmm. Well, it's almost like this blowback almost makes it worse because it's like freaking like, like this, this whole article we're talking about, it's like freaking out and banning and doing this over really innocuous stuff. And it's like, okay, if we're going to have this kind of reaction to this stuff, which isn't even that like bad, all things considered, well, what about the rest of it? It's like, that's how you almost get, I don't know. I don't know. This just—I think we talked about it last episode as well. It—it—it it, it just, it just bums me out. Yeah, everything feels like it's just being uh, getting. Have you seen that new AI stuff where it's like it makes your eyes always look at the camera for like Twitch streamers and stuff? Oh no, yeah. no, yeah. So you can be like, I can be reading this article right now on my computer, but it looks like I'm looking directly at you. It's creepy. It's it's like we're, we have to remove all possible facets of humanity from every single space. Like th there was another one I saw too where it's uh, it takes so so I say uh, expletive right in a movie, yeah. and then it's for the PG thirteen cut. What it does is it takes AI, like records my face, uh, generates me saying like freaking instead of whatever I said, and has my face saying freaking instead of whatever I would have said with the mouth matching up. So it's like those sensor edits, but it, it, it's creepy. It's like, can't we just have the bad dubs that are funny? Like, can't we have any form of like human touch in any piece of media we invent nowadays? Sigh at the same time. Yeah. And that's the world, man. Well, anyways, on this uplifting episode of Cleo talk. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I think, we're just about done. Yeah, we can't make this too long so Hunter will actually listen to it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, uh, 
thank you for listening. Uh, if if you're Hunter, uh, I guess I mean like we can link up with your proms. I guess. I don't yeah. Know. No, seriously, I will. If you email us, we'll drive down and give you some campaign notes, buddy. I will. I can rewrite your website for you free of charge. Yeah, I'll do it. I we can like maybe like get a copy of the print signed by you. Oh yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this has been Cleo Talk. I've been Matt. I've been RC. You can go ahead and follow us. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Cleo History. You can email us at uh, Cleo History Podcast at gmail dot com. And uh, you can get this podcast anywhere that you download or listen to podcasts at. Yeah. All right. Thank you. See you next time.